and obviously I'm a trans woman living in Nigeria, which is like, like it's, it's a crazy navigation. When we are going in desert, we walk for good six hours. My leg was trapped. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Lay of the Land. My relationship with Lagos, the city that I live in, is definitely a love-hate one. With over 20 million people living here in Nigeria's commercial hub, there is so much going on at every second of the day. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Coming to Lagos when you don't live in the city can be a lot to take in. And if you're not street smart and you're hitting the streets, well, good luck to you. (laughs) My guest on the podcast today is a young man called Ayomikun, a student at the University of Ilori in Kwara State. He visited Lagos for a photo shoot and let's just say evil forces overtook him. I can't really put it any other way, but you're in for one hell of a story here. It was on a Tuesday morning. I was meant to, I was in IB. I was meant to go to Lagos for a photo shoot. I was starring in a movie coming up. Um, the title of the movie is um, Pink Lounge Movie. So we're meant to take a photo shoot for the cover of the um, movie. Then I went to the train station in Ibado. Getting to Lagos, that's Ebutemeta Yaba. I got there around 10.45. And where I was going to was in Shumulu. Latest, I should get there by 11.30. Usually, I, I do take the boat, but I said, oh, okay, let me save, let me save on some money because the boat is 1500 And taking public transportation is just like 100 naira. So I wanted to save one for because I wanted to get something to eat. So I went to, um, I went to the pharmacy store there. I went to get yogurts and plantain chips. That, okay, I'll eat that along the way. I put it in my bag. Then I was walking towards that um, Ibutemeta. I was going, I, I don't know where, what the name of the place is called, but... You see yellow buses there going to Shomulu. So my way, this guy approached me. He said, hello. I said, hi. Um, please, I'm looking for... He, has, uh, he had this um, French accent, like it was from Cotonou. So he said he was looking for Johnson Estates. I said, I don't know anywhere around here. I'm new. I've never been to Lagos, even though I've been there three times. But I've had stories that if you talk to people, then you forget your memory and all of that. So I said, I don't know. I'm, I'm new in Lagos. So he left. And then he came back and said, I should please help him ask people where Johnson Estate is, that they don't understand him. I'm like, yeah, you're speaking English to me, right? He said, yes. Ah, so why can't you just speak English to them? He said, no problem. He left. So someone else came. So I was feeling so proud, like, yes, I'm smart. You, can, you cannot get me. You can't get me. <laughs> so someone else came to me and he said, was that guy begging? I said, no, he wasn't begging. No. So, so what was he talking to you about? I said, he said he was looking for Johnson Estate. And he said, Oh, this is Lagos. Don't mind anybody. If it carry you, don't, don't even answer anybody at all. Not knowing that he was actually part of them. So I was, so I relaxed myself thinking he was a normal civilian like me. Like, okay, yeah, let's And discuss. he has your back. Yeah, we know that they can kidnap him. <laughs> so let's not talk to anyone. So I said, ah, they can kidnap people. Okay, what, what else did he tell you? And I said, he told me that, okay, I didn't say this part. He said he was selling, that he sells phones, he sells laptops that he, he brought it, he, he kept it somewhere or something. So I was explaining to him, I was like, ah, 
those kind of people, they are so rare to find. They are good people. I said, really? He said, yes. If you help them, they'll give you phones, they'll give you laptops, they'll give you them. I'm like, oh, but I don't need any of those. Don't worry. As long as we're not talking to him. Then he kept following me. I'm like, ha, those guys, if I can just see that guy right now because of me. I, I sell those things and I want to buy from him. I'm like, oh, okay, if you see him. So I saw the guy. I don't even know how he did. I saw the guy on my phone. I'm like, oh, that's the guy over there. You can meet him. Then he was talking to the guy. I was going along. I was like, okay, so where's your load? Where did you put it? He said, I put it in a church. My sister is in a church or something. It's some story like that. Then he was telling me that. So that's French guy. These guys know. They know how to act. They are so good at that. He came to me and said that he doesn't trust, he sees that I am not interested, but this other guy is interested, but that he doesn't trust this guy because he was looking rough. That he doesn't trust him, that it is me that he trusts, that can I please just, <laughs> can I please just go with him? I'm like, oh, I'm really going for a photo shoot, so, but I don't know, I don't know yet, but let's just keep going. But I'm like, because he doesn't want anything to happen to him because he was wearing a gold chain and then they snatched it from him, that they beat him up. Then he brought out um, an iPhone 11, 12. Uh, an iPhone, an iPhone 12 Pro Max. I think, yeah, 12 Pro Max. I don't know. I brought it and I was like, this phone, like, I have lots of this. I have, oh, hold it, hold it, hold it. I took the phone. He said, put it, you're putting your bag, put it in your bag. I put it in my bag. I don't have to see it. If they see it from me, they're going to steal it. So that was how he trapped me. I couldn't go away with the phone. So I just had to continue going. So that's that. And I said, please just, I don't know. When we get there, you should be the one to, to talk. I don't trust this, your other guy. I'm like, okay. No problem. I'm like, where you're going? Don't worry. I'll give you an iPhone XR. You like iPhone XR? I said, yeah, yeah, I like iPhone XR, but I don't need, I don't need a phone. Don't worry. You can give it to this other guy. I said, yes, no problem. Then he went forward. That other rough-looking guy came. I said, what did you say? I said, he said he doesn't trust you. Blah blah blah. Okay, no problem, no problem. You can be dead. Ah, we're going to make money from this. I'm going to buy all his load. They're very cheap. I said, okay. Then they mentioned one place. I can't remember where the place, um, the name of the place. He said we're going to go there. Then we entered Keke. I can't even remember these places. We entered Keke, going to that place. And um, then the, um, the French guy was like, don't worry, everything is safe, okay? Don't worry, where we are going? It's a church, it's a church. So what were you actually thinking at this point in time? Because all I'm thinking in my head is, two people you have no idea who they are, basically come up and find a way to box you into being around them. I really don't know how that happened. But I think it was pity. I was feeling pity for that guy. I thought he was really lost. And he needed help. So I thought, okay, let me just come in. So the Keke took us to so many corals of Lagos corners. We're just turning. And then we finally got to the church. Okay, now I can't remember the name of the church. But it was locked. Then he said, oh, it's locked. That means my sister just stepped out. Ah, okay. Where are the goods? Then he called someone on the phone. The person was talking like he was having a real conversation. That, ah, oh, don't worry, I just left. But... The goods are in this other apartment or something like that. So he, he pointed that the goods were somewhere around there, but that we should wait here while they, they go get the key or something like that. So I sat down. He also sat down. And then that rough looking guy also came. Then one other person. Okay, he was talking about this other man that the man is his brother. Mm-hmm, that the man was waiting for him. So the man came and was like, oh, have you found somebody? He said, oh, yes, he said, this is my guy. I like him. I trust him so much. Don't worry, I can give him anything. And I was just there. Then, at one point, I was also thinking, oh, okay, maybe, okay, for my, for my good deed, maybe they can actually reward me. So, I sat down on the bench. So, that guy too. Then, he came. That's is the one he called his brother. Came with paper. Like, like an envelope, a brown paper. And he was like, this is money. You have to wash it with chemical. And that it fell off a ship 
or something. I don't. I can't really remember the story. So in my presence, they put the chemical, they put the paper in it, in the nylon, and then they just washed it. And then the two pieces of paper became 1,000 error notes each. 2,000 error. And it was like, he has a lot of this that because of the people they work with, that all you need is just that chemical. And that he has like up to like 2 million error, 5 million or something like that. Okay. So this may or may not be starting to sound familiar to you. The black money scam is basically a scam where criminals try to get victims to give them money by lying that certain notes are real money that have been stained either for a reason like what Ayomiku stated or reasons like not wanting the cash detected in airports. Then they lie that they need certain chemicals to clean the notes, and they find a way to get you to give them the money for the chemicals in exchange for a share of the cash. And of course, you never get your money back or your share of the cash, which is fake anyway. I'm like, wow, said, don't worry, this, this thing, it's a, it's a secret. So that's how they transport money that customers are not able to get them or something. Once they check and they see it's paper, they just let them go. But it's money, you just need that chemical to wash it. But that was the last of the chemical. But they are going to get from a white man, blah, blah, blah. That how much do I have for them to get that chemical? I said, I don't have any money with me. And that was a lie. I said, I don't have any money with me. Then he asked the other guy. The other guy was like, ah, I have money. I have like 200k with me right now. I was like, okay, we're going to buy the chemical. Are you sure you don't have any money? I said, I don't have any money with me. Then the guy followed them. They're like, ah, there's no transport fail. Do you have like 1,000 naira with you? I say, yes. <laughs> I gave them the 1,000 naira. Then he, he, he left and then came back with the chemical and then more of those notes for that. The main one is in the, is in the room locked up somewhere with the iPhone and everything. Before we continue, I'm very intrigued. Okay. Before they put the notes in the chemicals. Yeah. Did it just look like paper? Or did it look, let's say you have the 1,000 Naira note, did it look like a sketch of it? Or was it just no, plain paper? Just paper. Just paper. It, it was like a bit slimmer than money, than the size of money. So, he went to get the chemical with more of that. And he said that we should... So, they did another one. It became 500 Naira notes, 200, 1,000. It's like, there's more of this, okay? Just don't worry. I trust you. I just want to sell my goods to this yo friend but it's you that I trust blah 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 okay so he took the money and then he, he touched it he used the money he touched me on um he touched me on my forehead and my chest I'm like what are you doing he said that don't worry don't worry don't worry he did it to the other guy too he was like guy now the guy was fighting that why are you going to touch me with this kind thing now what thing they do what thing they do something like that it was the acting was so good I thought this guy was on my side <laughs> he was not trying to protect me no no they mean they touch you with the, you don't know what thing they touch you with I'm like oh, no, no, don't, don't worry it's just money now I'm like oh, okay 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 and I asked him so I asked him like, well, why did you touch us with that he was like it's an um, oath in case we tell anybody that um, that we're going to is it die or something that we should just not tell anybody about the money and all of that so I said okay no problem then he said um Give me, he said, give me your bag or something like that. Okay, no, 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 not yet, not yet. So he now left. He left. Then someone else came. That one was like a pastor. This acting is so good. That one was a pastor. He did as if he was just passing by. That's after the French guy already left. He now said, uh, hmm, what are you guys doing here? <laughs> I said, that other guy was like, nothing. We have church program or something. He said, hmm. 
you guys are lying. Kengen. Me, I was shocked. Like, How did you know that we were lying? Then the other guy too was shocked. Then the man sat down and was like, a French guy met you, right? He said, yes. He said, he's going to give you money and phones. He said, yes. <laughs> he said, hmm. That guy is a very dangerous person. You shouldn't have trusted him. He said, ah, okay, so. And that he has laid a curse on us. He said, ah, how? He said, let me see your hand. I showed my hand. Hmm. Did you touch your forehead with money? <laughs> I said, yes. Hey. He said, hmm, very soon, you're going to start coughing blood and you're going to die. In fact, you'll feel like you're urinating right now and once you pee, it's going to be blood. Oh my God. I was so scared. Then that, and I was like, that guy, he left now, right? I said, yes. Right now, he's peeing blood and he's not feeling fine. That's how, um, like maybe five minutes later, that one that I said was his brother now came. I said, my guy is pain blood. My guy is pain blood. He's pain blood. At this point, I was, I was gone. I was so shocked. I was like, okay, I'm going to die today. <laughs> he said, it's pain blood. It's pain blood. He said, hmm, I told you. I told you. Let me see your hand. Where do you live? I said, I live in Ibadan. I live, okay, you don't stay here. I said, no. Then, um, he told the other guy to stretch his hand. He said, you, you're working with your boss. He said, yes. You have turned around in your accounts. So he said so many stories about him. Then I was saying, yes, 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 it's true, it's true, it's true. It's true, it's true. Ah, you can see, you can really see. He was not saying the truth that this guy met us. He said the story from the beginning. Then me, he looked at my hand again. He was like, <laughs> um, he said, when, when, when you sleep, you dream. And then when you wake up, you get wet or something. I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, oh, this one is normal stuff. I'm like, yes. He said, when you are having your bath, your soap falls down to the ground and then you bend to pick it. At this point, I'm like, oh God. I'm like, ah, I'm, I'm supposed to say something too. But I'm like, I'm, I'm, I was not interested. I'm like, I was feeling like, I think it's fake. I'm like, yes. And he was not like, hmm, when you were little, your, you have, your sister has, your mom has a sister. I say, yes. Hmm. They've done something to you when you were a child, blah, blah, blah. I was not even really believing on that again. So when he saw that I was looking like uninterested, I wasn't buying what he was saying. Then he said, okay, let me see your hand. He said, spit on it. I spat on it. And then he said, I should keep looking at it. I was looking at it. I was looking at my palm. Then he said something. He told me to turn my, my palm. When I did, the spit that was on my left palm was at the back of my hand. And I was scared. Whoa. I checked again. I'm like, ah, the spit is not there. And he was like, rub it, rub it, rub it. Then I did. Rub your face. I did. Then smoke was coming out from my head. I don't know how that happened. At this point, I was So really, wait, really they scared. fully jazzed you? Yes. I think, I think that was what happened. No, that's definitely I don't know how the, how the spits moved from here to and I was looking at it. you said look at it I was looking at it then smoke was coming coming all over my head I'm like what's this what's this it was like, it's fine it's what I did don't worry don't worry did your I'm head feel to, hot no it didn't feel hot but smoke was was just coming up wow. was just coming out of it I was so scared then he said give me your phone at this point I don't even know I didn't even know what I was doing anymore give me your phone I gave him my phone what's your password I told him my password do you have an ATM card I said yes what's your pin I told him my pin does your mom have an ATM? I say yes. What's her pin? I told him. My mom's ATM pin. Okay. What do you have in your house? You have money, right? I say yes. Okay. Where do you keep where do you keep uh, money? I told him where we keep money in the house. Okay. Now you have valuables, you have laptops in your house, you have phones. Does your sister have phone? I say yes. He said now you're going to go home and go and bring those things for me. If you don't, you are going to cough blood and you're going to die. And if you tell anyone at home, you're going to die instantly. So I said, ah, but I'm from 
Ibadan, that do you know I expect me to go back all the way to Ibadan? I don't live in Lagos. Like, oh, you don't live in Lagos? I said, no, I don't live in Lagos. He said, ah, what are we not going to do like this? Hey, but you're still going to have to go. You're going to get us all those things. I was so scared. I, then they took my, the Olanda you got and planted chips, I said on Thursday, they took it and then they started eating it. I didn't even, I didn't even. <laughs> All you I, wanted was your plantain chips I, and yogurt. <laughs> they, they ate it, they drank my yogurts and I had, um, I had perfume, I had power bank in my bag and then the clothes I was going to change to, they took the perfume, they took the power bank, my charger and then they left just that clothes in it. I said, no, you're going to go. I said, ha, I'm going to go. Say, if you don't leave now, we're going to cut your head. I'm like, cut my head. He said, yes, because of what we did to you. There have been several reported cases in the city of people who supposedly use charms to hypnotize victims and pretty much get them into doing whatever they want them to do, like giving them money. There was a case in 2015 that was quite widely reported on. Two men were arrested in the popular Oshodi market when they tried to use these charms to rob a shop owner, and the juju didn't work on the person, who then raised the alarm. When arrested, the men reported that they used charms prepared by a herbalist in Apapa, another part of Lagos, and that's how they had robbed all of their previous victims. Ayomikun's story is starting to sound like it's heading down this road. They said they have um, they have an oat with yemoja or something that as I'm looking at them, that they don't eat fish. Oh. They don't eat fish. That if they eat fish, something will happen to them that they are from the water and all of that. So they were just putting all this um, Yoruba stuff. Yeah, so I can feel so scared. I didn't, I didn't even remember anything. I just knew that whatever they were asking, I was just giving them the answer. Yeah. I was not even saying, why do you need my pain? Why do you need anything? Then the cash that was with me, they took it and they told me to go. I said, ah, how am I going to get to where I'm going? This was like around, let's say like 2.40 from 10.45 that I've been in Lagos. So I don't have any transport fare with me. You know, you don't have any transport fare. So are you not going to go? I said, I don't know. Now, please give me transport fare. <laughs> so <laughs> he gave me 1,500 naira that I should go. I'm like, ah, I don't even know where I am. That I don't know this place. So I'm not jealous that they should please. That how am I going to get to where I'm going? And I said, don't worry. We're going to put you in a car now. So they put me in a car and then we were moving. I just sat down still. I couldn't shout. I couldn't shout for help. I just sat down calmly. And you're shook as well. Like nothing was wrong. Like yeah. everything was okay. Then we got to one place. I saw um, Maryland was there. I said, oh, yeah, get down, get down, get down, get down, get down. I just go down. Remember, don't tell anybody this. You are going to die. I said, okay, I'm not going to tell anybody. Then before I left, I was like, so once you, okay, it gave me a phone number that once I get those things from home, I should call him and then I should give it to him just so I could save my life. So I'm not going to cough blood or anything. So I said, okay. And then when I got to where I was going, I was just looking. They said they've been calling me that. Ah, where, did, where, where did I go? Blah, blah, blah. They was like, ah, why are you looking like this? I said, ah. I, said I don't even know. Like, you've been calling me. Let me check. I think I have my phone in my bag. Let me see if Miss Go. Ah, I checked my bag. I didn't find my phone. I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, what's wrong with you? I'm just, I said, I don't know what's wrong with me. I was just looking at. Ah. I was not remembering that. Yeah. That's if I met some people. I'm like, I think, I think, I think my phone has been stolen. I think I was robbed. Like, you think you were robbed? Or you, how you don't know if, if you've been robbed? I said, I don't, I don't know. 
then I was remembering, then I was not telling them. I'm like, ah, this stuff has happened to you. Like, this is not new in Lagos, so it happens to a lot of people and all of that. I hope they did not hurt you. They didn't touch you. I said, no, I don't think, I don't think they touched me. They didn't beat me or stab me or anything. Like, they just collected the phones and stuff. So I sat down for a while before those things now started coming back to me and the experience. So the, the things I could remember, I told, it, I, t- I told them. I told them all those stuff. And I go, oh, okay, now I remember what happened. I think my phone was taken. But what I told them was completely different from what I said right now. What I said was that they took all those things in the in the car. I didn't yeah. remember that we even sat down anyway. I didn't remember about those parts at all. So when I now got, so I was now getting my myself, and then someone was like, "Okay, block your account." And I'm like it's too late already. They already wiped everything that they wanted to take. I didn't. I didn't find any any but stuff. I checked my account balance. It was. Zero. Zero. <laughs> cleared. It was zero. It was cleared because I already gave them my card, my PIN. So they didn't need any other information. My phone to gone. Um, in hindsight, looking back at all of that, like, what advice do you also have for people that may find themselves in that situation? Um, the advice is that don't talk to anyone. Don't talk to strangers. If you're looking for directions, just go to a bus driver or a traffic warden. Don't talk to any stranger. When your mommy all. and your daddy told don't. you as a kid, don't talk to strangers, they meant it. <laughs> they did. They did. When, when my mom called, when, when I, when I told yeah. her about it. No, I told my sister then. I think she told my mom. So when she called, she was like, I told you. <laughs> now it has happened. She was just making jest of me. I'm like, I'm supposed to be laughing. I, I almost died. She was like, because she has been wanting me not to talk to anyone. But I thought, I thought I, I already conquered that by neglecting that first guy. So I didn't know that they were two and stuff. I'm just feeling so. So don't talk to. No, 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 no. Don't talk to strangers. The thing is, once you just open your mouth to reply them, I think that is where the just starts to work. Not even at that point where the speed stuff. Because usually I was going somewhere. I had a plan. I had a focus. How would I just change direction just like that? No, no, no. So just don't open your mouth to. Having, when I posted it on TikTok, some people were like, okay, that's why they use earphones and that is not the first time and Lagos is not the only place. They do it in Abuja, they do it in Portacourt, they do it everywhere and it's the same Johnson Estate, the same Kotonou guy, the same scheme. The same. So it's the exact it, same network yeah. in different parts of the yes, country. Yes, exact same thing, exact same thing. I don't like that they're using part of my surname <laughs> for this estate. <laughs> <laughs> Exact same thing. I'm like, wow, that, how, how is that possible? Then maybe they have a group or something because the exact same thing happened to someone in Portacot, even in Akure. I'm like, how is this possible? So I mind that I'm even lucky some people, they're going to beat them, but they didn't beat me, they didn't touch me or anything. I don't know about you, but listening to Ayomi Kun, I feel like I've been watching a 2005 Nollywood movie. Um... To listeners who live or have lived in Nigeria, has this happened to you or anyone that you know before? If so, and you'd like to share your story, please reach out to us on social media. The guy That's from fine. Kutonu wasn't Nigerian, obviously, but the other people that were part of this, were they Nigerian? Yeah, they were Nigerians, confirmed Nigerians. And they were adults. They were not teenagers. They were not young. Full-grown adults, like 40 plus. And did you ever go to the police about this or did you just keep it moving? No, I, I kept it moving. I didn't go to the police. No. Why did you decide that going to the police wasn't, in, wasn't a matter of question for you? Because I thought it was going to be a waste of time. And I was even advised not to go to because I'm even going to spend a whole lot of money trying to get these guys and they would definitely not get them. 
So what's the point? Just just accept your fate and move on. And that was what I did. Um, wow. What a story. Mm-hmm. And looking back at it now, because we didn't touch on this, when exactly did this happen? That was on the 13th of September, 2022, last year. So not that long ago. No, it's no just a few months ago. ago. Yeah. Wow. And how how have you recovered? What's what's <sighs> it been like dealing with? It wasn't really easy recovering. It wasn't easy at all. But I got some um, comfort messages from people online and also my family members. At some point, I even sort of ended my life because I'm like, I don't have anything again. I don't have any money. Money I was planning on buying so many things with, it's gone. Sometimes I'll feel so depressed. I feel like, why did this happen to me? Maybe I shouldn't have gone to Lagos. Or maybe the photo shoot was the wrong idea. I was just thinking about so many things. But I was able to recover because I had um, family members who were very encouraging and few of my friends too. And did it put put you off coming to Lagos for a while? Did it take a lot for you to come to Lagos for this podcast interview? (laughs) Um, Yeah, I stayed away from Lagos for quite some time. I I couldn't continue with the um with the photo shoot because I was just so scared that it might happen again. But then as time moved on, I was feeling confident again that nothing can happen to me, Jerry. And then someone said the things like that only happen to you once. So and if it happens again, you know exactly what to do, yeah. how to maneuver yourself. So I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, let's do this again. And then started coming to Lagos again. At any point during those four hours or so that you were with these guys and all of this was going on, at any point did you feel like your life was going to end? Yes, I did. I did. That that part where there was smoke coming out from my head, yeah, I thought I was going to die. I really thought so. And I believed that if I told anyone, I was actually going to cough blood, especially when that guy came and said that Kotonu guy was peeing blood. That was so scary. That was really, really, really scary. Because I'm like, that ah, I means this this pastor man is saying the truth and all of that. So and even knew that we were lying about the whole situation. So I just believed him completely and I was really scared. Really, really scared. So if you're ever in Lagos and anyone asks you for directions to Johnson Estates, just run. <laughs> I mean, what a story. Anyway. Ayomiku is a singer, so to end this episode, he left us a little something. Follow him on TikTok at Sanusi Ayomiku. That's spelled S-A-N-U-S-I-A-Y-O-M-I-K-U. And other social media platforms too at the same username for more music and more stories. The sun goes down, the stars come out, and all that counts is here and